Hi there, welcome to episode 82 of the LDS study session with your host Matthew Roberts. And today we're going to look at the Book of Mormon 21 day challenge. We're going to have a little pause in our Come Follow Me discussions and uh, we're going to look at day three uh, of the 21 day Book of Mormon challenge, uh, which has asked the question Does God answer prayers? Uh, found in Enos chapter 1, verses 1 to 12. Now, for me personally, this this is one of my most favourite sections in the in the gospel that we have in the scriptures that we have the revealed scriptures. Um, it really is such a full um, block, and it's only twelve verses, which compared to the previous ones, which were over twenty verses each, um, you know, it, it may seem like it's quite a small section, but there's so much to unpack here about parenting, about um, dedication and patience, about diligence, about um, charity and love about receiving personal revelation and of course God answering our prayers and many many more things uh, so I'm going to dive straight into this um, straight away with verse 1 now verse 1 doesn't really relate to the question that we're looking at but I do like it it says behold it came to pass that I Enos knowing my father that he was a just man for he taught me in his language and also in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and blessed be the name of my God for it he then goes on in verse 3 to talk about how he remembers the words that his father gave concerning eternal life. And it's these words that then prompt him to, to give this, this, this prayer, this, this famous prayer. Now, I don't know, I, this gives me a lot of hope as a parent. You know, we uh, sit with our six and four-year-old child and sometimes we just wonder if we're wasting our time in trying to teach the, the uh, mysteries and principles of the gospel uh, to our children um, sometimes they just don't seem bothered. However, um, I think that this can take can give us a lot of hope, because Enos was obviously you know well taught by his father. Um, Jacob must have been doing his uh, family home evenings and so on um, for the, for this to kind of rest in his heart uh, when he was going out hunting. Uh, but it's a great example for me about how even though maybe at that at that time our children are not completely taking in what's being said it's going into their hearts and the spirit if it's with us as we're teaching will be going into their hearts and i'm just so grateful for that promise that um, you know that message is going in and hopefully one day will be uh, will be felt uh, i'm going to move on now uh, on to the actual focus of this in verse 2 it says and i will tell you of the wrestle which i had before god before i received the remission of my sins so i guess the first thing to be said really about does god answer prayers is that it's, it has to be hard work, it has to be effort on our part. Um, you know, true and deep answers to our prayer will not come easily. We need to work at it. Uh, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, in this chapter we just studied this week, it says this, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So here we learn that um, often we are not really sure or probably don't know for sure, for sure what we should be praying for. But we should be seeking the Holy Ghost to be with us before we even get on our knees so that we can then be guided as to what to ask for and to discuss in our prayer. I think sometimes we go into prayers a bit too much with the view that it is a one-sided request from us. Whereas really, a prayer is a two-way communication which is designed to help our, our will become aligned to our Heavenly Father's, which I absolutely love the idea of, uh, but sometimes I just completely miss that point. Anyway, uh, Enos then continues on in verse 4 with the, with the famous verse, and says, And my soul hungered, and I kneeled down before my Maker, and I cried unto him in mighty prayer and supplication for mine own soul, 
and all the day long did I cry unto him, Yea, and when the night came, I did still raise my voice high, that it reached the heavens. Now, I don't know if uh, any of you have <laughs> tried praying for longer than five minutes um, uh, on your own. It's doable. Ten minutes, okay. Fifteen minutes, it's starting to be a stretch. I, I can't remember the longest prayer I ever gave. It, it was a, quite a long one, um, but it certainly was not, you know, a whole day and a night as Enos does here. But it's clear from this, you know, the passion and the desire that he has. And I guess that if we're looking at does God answer prayers, that's the first thing we need to look for, is that the desire that we have, the wrestle that we have, and the fact that it's spirit-led. Those are, I guess, a couple of things that we need to be prepared to wrestle, right, to find that answer we desire, and that it needs to be led by the spirit. But there are three more things which um, were given by Elder Neil A. Maxwell in, um, in a talk given in April 1978 called Insights, uh, which I absolutely love and I, uh, and I mention often when talking about seeking answers to prayers. He says this, quote, Petitioning in prayer has taught me again and again that the vault of heaven with all its blessings is to be opened only by a combination lock. One tumbler falls when there is faith, a second when there is personal righteousness, the third and final tumbler falls only when what is sought is, in God's judgment, not ours, right for us. Sometimes we pound on the vault door for something we want very much and wonder why the door does not open. We would be very spoiled children if that vault door opened any more easily than it does. I can tell, looking back, that God truly loves me by inventorying the petitions he refused to grant me. Our rejected petitions tell us much about ourselves, but also much about our flawless father. Close quote. Um, there are three clear, th clear things given there by Elder Maxwell. Faith, personal righteousness, and then for that request to be God's will. As those things fall in line, then we can see prayers answered. And I certainly do see that, you know, that when I've not had prayers answered, there may well there have been a lack of faith on my part, or perhaps it isn't quite what the Lord has intended for me. And he knows uh, better than we do, to, to put it quite bluntly. Uh, he is more aware of our needs than we are. Um, and that's why the Spirit being with us in those prayers is key. That it is more about aligning ourselves to the Lord's will rather than asking for a list of wishes uh, to a being that is just going to grant our wishes. Um, it really is more about that respect and reverence and um, that relationship, the closeness that we've talked about previously as well. Um, <clears throat> we carry on uh, with, with the account of Enos and of course as, uh, as we know uh, from the uh, verse 5 he does receive an answer and there came a voice unto me saying Enos thy sins are forgiven thee and thou shalt be blessed um, and obviously this is a source of great joy and um, hope uh, for Enos I guess um, that you know he, his prayers are indeed answered as we, as we carry on, though, um, what is interesting is what Enos does next. Uh, and that is obviously that he kind of reflects on this experience where he's received that answer. He asks, how is it done? And the Lord answers. And then he starts to feel there's a desire uh, for his brethren, the Nephites. And what I find interesting is that in this 21-day Book of Mormon challenge, it doesn't end on verse 8, which I think is a, uh, you know, a pretty good place to end. You know, he's had that desire, he's gone through the process, he's done what he needs to, and then he's received an answer, and he's had a two-way communication with the, with the Lord, who's then given him more answers to further questions he had. But then, verses 9 to 12, 
are still put into this section of does God answer prayers? And I think there's a reason why. Because he then starts to pray for his brethren, the Nephites, uh, and he gets an answer. And then in verse 11, there's a really important phrase. He says, And after I, Enos, had heard these words, my faith began to be unshaken in the Lord, and I prayed unto him with many strugglings for my brethren, the Lamanites. Uh, and again, he gets an answer to that. Um, now, I do think that these, these, this further experience is included in this section of does God answer prayers because there's an important principle here of action leading to assurance, sorry, assurance leading to action, leading to evidence, and then le leading us back to further assurance. I was taught this principle on my mission by my mission president, uh, and I've kind of, it's kind of been ingrained into me, this kind of triangle, uh, this process that we go through. And we see Enos going through it here. He was given an assurance by his father that he would um, have eternal life if he, you know, followed the saviour. He was given that assurance. That led him to act, to some action, which was to pray and pray for forgiveness of his sins. And then he received an evidence, the evidence being the Lord answering him and forgiving him of his sins. Now, Enos then doesn't stop there. And I think that this is a, a misconception or a problem that a lot of us fall or a trap that a lot of us fall into. We kind of get the answer that we were looking for and then we stop and go, right, got it. Great. And then we move on with our lives where there could be so much more gained and more gathered from us um, or for us. So from that evidence, that evidence should then not just stop there, but lead us to a further assurance, an assurance that if we continue to act, then we'll receive more evidence. So that's when he begins to feel the desire for the welfare of his brethren and Nephites. He has an assurance from the evidence he's just received that if he continues through that process again, he'll receive an answer for his brethren and the Nephites. And so that assurance leads him to act again, to pray uh, for his brethren. And he receives an answer from the Lord regarding his brethren that they will be saved as long as they keep the commandments. And then this evidence leads to an unshakable assurance. He's received another example of evidence which has strengthened his assurance, yea, to the point that his faith has become unshaken in the Lord. So that assurance then, guess what, leads him to act again, where he prays for his brethren, the Lamanites, and he receives an evidence for that as well. We should be going through that process in our prayers. That's how we find answers to our prayers. Having assurance to the point that leads us to keeping our faith and keeping our personal righteousness to the level that we can then act and receive that witness or that evidence. Now, far easier said than done. But I absolutely love that kind of process that Enos uh, exemplifies here in Enos chapters 1 verses 1 to 12. If there's anything that you've uh, studied or felt when you've been studying this section of Enos, uh, either now or at any point in your life, I'd love to hear from you. Or if there's anything else that you've been studying that I can learn from, I'd love to hear from you as well, because I'd absolutely love to share something that a listener has shared with me on a separate on, on a future podcast episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day and, and enjoy the coming week. Until we meet again.